Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Hey, 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 today is a, a very good day. So good day to you. This is Doug Bassler. <laughs> this is Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. A good day indeed, brother. Why is that? Uh, today is my anniversary, brother. I am awesome. celebrating uh, very many years, almost this one year short of four decades with the same awesome, wonderful wife of my youth. <laughs> I love it. Your, your first and only wife, the one my, that uh, you yes. agreed to marry you almost 40 years ago, 39 years ago. Yes. And so on that, congratulations and Thank happy you, anniversary. Thank you, brother. sir. It, it's awesome. That is a testament in this day and age, um, more so than Shouldn't most. Shouldn't be. Should be normal. I know, but it is. And so we want so to Lord always that. tells me, you're the normal one. Everybody else is nuts. <laughs> there we go, right? I'm like, tell that, Mc- Lord, could you tell that to McClendon? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. But So anyway, that's cool. So all of our uh, listeners across the ACN network, that is really, really awesome. And I love to celebrate that. And as you said, I think off the air a couple of days ago that she's finally got you trained. So it's good. Yeah, I asked know? her, are we, are we good? She's like, oh, I just got you trained. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took her 30 some years to do it, but hey. That gives hope uh, to my wife. There's still opportunity to get me trained as well. So um, I don't know. I think your house broke, but other than that, who knows? Maybe you're <laughs> broke in some other ways too. Bike broke, car broke, who knows? Right, right. Insurance you know, broke. I, I, my, my wife would <laughs> would, uh, would certainly ask me sometimes if I am house broke. You know, um, oh my gosh. You I don't know. even want to go there, brother. Um, <laughs> so it's been an it's been a hot summer. They've shut down as of yesterday. Eastern Washington DNR lands are closed, brother. What do you think about that? I find that to be kind of extreme, a little appalling. Uh, of course, I like to ride dirt bikes. That's yes, like my thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have this uh, Washington Backroads Discovery Route goes right through a lot of DNR land, which basically effectively closes that. Um, is, is this summer drier than other summers? I think so, but does that mean, I mean, do do you see this as government overreach brother, or do you see this as just, you know, smart? You know, in many cases, um, it's when you react to a problem, it's not smart. It's, it's what they do. And so, um, we've seen any type of, you know, last 35, 40 years, uh, I'll say this Democrat run. Uh, majorities, they react to things. We know, we've talked about forest management, we talked about preventive forest fires. We know that it gets hot in eastern Washington. It's pretty natural that as long as I lived here since 1972, it gets hot in the summer, but you can mitigate that. Just like in California, they finally decided, hey, you know what, if we actually log some trees, we actually clean out the underbrush, if we actually do controlled burns. Uh, we'll making sense your- that that there, there lies the way of madness. Probably. I know. <laughs> right. We can actually limit or prevent many of these forest fires. So um, shutting down the DNR lands only punishes the people like yourself that want to use it, want the people that want to hunt, enjoy, and it doesn't prevent the forest fires. All it does is say, hey, we're going to say, hey, you know, there's still lightning strikes. There's still things that come. There's still this extreme heat that's, that's coming. It's still only July, brother. So, um, yeah, I think it's overreaching. 
I think there's a lot more things they could be doing, like uh, cutting fire lines now. Well, certainly the, the commissioner yeah. of state lands, Hillary France, is obviously more is way smarter than the rest of us. And, you know, this is, Which is I, it, I'm, know, I'm seeing a, a lot former, of uh, global uh, warming as making a, a re, re, return because for the last three years in a row, summers have gotten hotter. Okay, so um, global climate change happening. Is that man-caused? If, if it's man-caused, then we, we, what we need to do is we need to do a lockdown. So what we could do is we could lock everybody like into their houses for like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. forever. And whatever excuse a government As long as we have use, lots and lots and lots of toilet paper, brother. There we go, right? Although I will say for our listeners, not that they want to know, but the first round of the COVID pandemic, quote unquote, and they had the run on toilet paper where everybody was like out of stock and so forth. I think we just finally ran out and we weren't hoarding. We were just basically <laughs> buying one thing each time, but we finally ran out and had to get some more. I never hoarded. <laughs> I never bought I don't think, I think maybe one time we bought a little extra, but you know, typically my wife goes to that large um, yes. box place that starts with C that, you know, is woke. Yes. Uh, and I'm not, I don't go there much anymore. I, mean, I haven't been in there and I have not been to that, that big box uh, wholesale guy since March of 2020. So I don't, I guess wow. I don't go there anymore. Anyway, right. she goes there. If you buy toilet paper there, you get a million rolls. It's just the package it comes in. So it and wasn't. We do go to that big yeah. box store and usually we go about once a month and we usually get a big box of our biggest roll of them. But still, as our kids are getting older, as we talked about before, I have two of my daughters, as, as well as yours, are going to be on campus somewhere in a couple months. So mm-hmm. our consumption of TP and other things should go way down. You would think. Well, and- we <laughs> we would we would think. I guess the proof will be in the pudding, so to speak. So to speak, uh, as we yes, move right. as we move forward, did the toilet paper consumption go down or not? If it didn't, then that says something about Doug and Marty. Marty, exactly right. <laughs> Uh, I won't go too far there, but my wife actually ha- had a joke about that. But to your point, um, this is the idea there. We have got so much right now that we can go on for hours, brother. But when we, we've talked about from a very foundational um, principle of freedom and liberty and, you know, this nation, uh, the, the founding principles that we're built on. Um, when we see a government that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, I'm, what I mean by that, not only this lockdowns with COVID, the mass mandates, the social media working with big government to censor our thoughts, and to your point, shutting down the forests in a way to react, to limit our access, our freedom, you know, instead of actually dealing with the issues underlying. So, Well, my uh, wife think- said uh, something I thought was interesting. She said, I don't know. I have not heard of any forest fires in the past whatever years that were started by an off-road vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have spark arresters. They have all the, you know, they have, we have very strict equipment on that stuff. And you can get mm-hmm. in big trouble for messing with that stuff. Yeah. The, the bottom line is, too, you have um, lightning strikes. You have people with matches or cigarettes or whatever. And there will be man-caused fires there are people that do arson as well. We had that those in Oregon a year ago that had been massive forest fires based on arson. Um, many many people general, thought that those fires here in Washington State were arson caused mm-hmm. as well. Many of them. And so, yeah, there, the issue is there. So, yes, an overreach. And to your point, when when you have um, those that love power, right now we have a, a majority that is changing every way of our life, whether it be education, 
our health, our jobs, literally through elected positions. They're using the authority, almost dictatorial or tyrannical. Not almost. Yeah, okay, it is. Not not almost, brother. Yeah. So coming soon, you know, the big blockbuster this fall, it's already already been announced. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I can't wait to see how it's going to play out in a municipality, county polity, state polity, national polity near you, the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to lock thing. down again. We have to wear a mask again. We have to get the third shot. We have to do all of this stuff because of the Delta variant. Well, everybody knew that like all flus, COVID-19, like COVID SARS-2 and all others, uh, mutate. Yes. Yeah, there's a variant. And of course, the fact that it's a Delta variant means there was two other variants prior to the Delta variant. <laughs> and it just, it's, Don't it's, tell me you know your Greek alphabet, brother. <laughs> right. I and did so, not, I did not learn my Greek alphabet. I just thought Delta variant sounded cool. I'm like, right. I want to, I want to write a book called the Delta variant. I want to have a movie <laughs> with Tom Cruise and Delta variant. Well, there was a Delta force, right? Because there means there's sure. a Delta force and a beta force as well that didn't do as well. It's our beta max, so to speak. Well, I think maybe the Delta force was because they have infantry and they have, yes. you know, that and this. So Delta just came out as this is kind of another version of the infantry or whatever. Right. And special forces and so forth. But with this, and so I actually heard an interview, brother, um, on a sister station, a friend of ours, I won't give, it's over in the Seattle area, but they were interviewing a former candidate for governor, Raul Garcia, a doctor over there in Eastern Washington. Uh, He actually may listen to the show, but it was a very good interview talking about the Delta variant. And even from his perspective, um, he came from Cuba, which we'll want to talk about in a second. Uh, you know, as a child, but still what they're dealing with over there. But he was talking about this Delta variant, that it's much more, quote unquote, contagious, meaning it's more virulent from if one person has it, it goes to another person and so forth. But it is not airborne. So the masks don't do a darn thing. And number two, he goes, the numbers, even though the quote unquote mortality rate for the regular COVID was very, 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 very low. This is like even like infinitesimally smaller than that. So it's much less deadlier than the COVID, the Delta variant is, and, but it's a little bit more contagious. So and glad so we have a medical expert on the show. You know, right, right. for our listeners may not know, you were in the healthcare industry. You were anesthesiologist assistant. What, what yep. was it? Something like yep, that. Yep, in anesthesia tech. I've worked in open heart mostly, but I've worked in a neuro and stuff for about 14 years. Um, this I have an open to, heart, brother. I yes, have, you do. I have a very. <laughs> and my open wife's heart. still a nurse for the last thirty years, and she's. So there's some medical her. stuff going on at your house. You now, didn't you share this last week about the masks? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What are the, in the medical profession? They put a mask on. How long do they wear that thing? They wear it while they're in the room, and they take it off and throw it away. This is a so it's like a five-minute, two-minute. Yep. Yep. And the only reason we put a mask on is so we don't spit in the wound or get any kind of foreign material. It's not for our protection. And so, and these things aren't designed for that. And so in a cloth mask especially doesn't do any good. Uh, Raul mentioned that, you know, okay, it could, it could keep you from spitting on somebody. Well, okay. Uh, and he also said that they do absolutely no good outside, right? Because that's, it's not airborne. It's, it's not, it's, it's by exchanging bodily fluids, just like a lot of other viruses may be. And so unless you're like smacking on people or spitting on somebody, they're not going to be transferring this stuff. 
that said, um, there's so could, much government could policy we now. Just maybe drink hand sanitizer. Wouldn't that solve it as well? And <laughs> that sanitizes that your spit. And that might cause a problem. Mouthwash with hand sanitizer. <laughs> you may you die. You might Anybody die, listening? but at least you won't kill somebody else. There we go. So, but what we've seen now is you've got this um, loosey-goosey mandate from uh, Jay Inslee in the Department of Health in Washington State, where they're threatening to mask up our kids when they go back to school, which is absolutely ridiculous. They're upset that they wanted a 70% vaccination rate nationwide in the state, but there are about 54% that have gotten one vaccine or another. And they're seeing a recurrence especially those that had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine of getting the Delta variant. So it's not just they're saying it's the Trump supporters, the biofactory, you know, anti-vaxxers that are getting sick. And it's not true. It's in many, many cases, it's the d- people that are getting the Delta variant or people that got the vaccine um, and are getting sick again because they are told once they got the vaccine, they can't get it. And that's not true as well. So um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And of course, on that note, you know, who decides what's misinformation and what we're seeing obviously at the, national the level, Facebook factors, right? Brother. At the national level, they are directing <laughs> social media to silence anything in, that in the, Biden, the Biden administration. The Biden administration needs to work on getting Joe Biden up to speed because he's going to forget it in three minutes. Anyway, um, no, Indeed. we're, yeah, yeah. Information information overload and then information control. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a human being and I, I live down here in, in uh, Kent, Washington. And um, there are people uh, on the bike trail wearing masks while they're running their bikes. Mm-hmm. There are people driving around in cars by themselves wearing masks or people, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm like, they obviously don't know that that thing's not floating around on the green river trail. Mm-hmm. you know, or the, you know, the, the inner urban trail or whatever that, that you could just be drive, you know, driving along in your car and the thing's going to get through your thing. And, and somehow this cloth thing, which actually is, is detrimental to your health because you're getting high, ex, you're getting extended levels of carbon monoxide. You're breathing your own mm-hmm. stuff, stuff that's your body's trying to get rid of it and you're trapping it and breathing it back in. And, you know, that's one of the ways that we get rid of waste products, right? Is it through our exhaling? I mean, we get mm-hmm. rid of waste CO2 and things like that. Exactly right. And this is one of those, especially for kids, this is detrimental for their health. When they're running around playing exercising and they can't breathe, when you're restricting their exhaust, basically, they are rebreathing. They call it a rebreather, you know, their own CO2, as Doug was saying, and they're not getting as much oxygen. It's not healthy. So the idea that we would make little ones, you know, down to age six and vaccinate them and so forth. And they're not at risk anyway. No, they're no, not. No, no, people under 60, you know, even really under 65, not at risk. Um, so why are we doing this? Again? You yeah, know? yeah, exactly right. Why are we doing oh, this? You it's don't control. know either. It's control. <laughs> That's all it is, brother. It's political control. And I say that, I've talked okay. about this before as well, but think about this. When they talk about we must do this or people are dying, you know, and look, health concerns are very serious, but people have a choice and individual responsibility. This is what we're saying. Look, if you want to take uh, wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. We're not saying don't do that. We're just saying don't mandate it to everybody uh, you else. You know, I'm I'm into this distancing thing. You know, it's I've 
heard a statistic that unborn babies that go to a Planned Parenthood clinic have a high mortality rate, brother. High, yes, do, brother. very yeah. high. So I think we should keep, you know, our pregnant women away from Planned Parenthood if we want the unborn babies to survive. But um, you see, it's, it's, it's all this relativism. There's no, there's no, um, there's no set morality. So have you heard about um, the recently signed, um, I don't know what they call it, a constellation of police reforms that have come out of yes. Olympia, Washington, yeah. uh, particularly uh, HB 1054. Uh, 1054 prohibits police officers from pursuing criminals if if it's like nonviolent or they're not intoxicated. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's some exceptions in there, but basically um uh, don't stop for the cops anymore just go you know marty you ha- you get speeding tickets well you I, used I, you used I to have yes yeah. <laughs> just don't stop you're good they can't it, pursue you that is this is ridiculous we know that this started in seattle and spread throughout our state where you know you have three grams of heroin or three i don't know the, the terminology of that but you have a certain amount that is dealer grade you won't get arrested. It's a, so they carry that much only and go back and get some more. When you can shoplift up to two hundred bucks and they don't prosecute you, well, that's open. That's that's rewarding thieves. And to your point, my daughter, who's a, a cashier, my youngest one uh, is cashiering for Target, Target, over here in Gig Harbor. And you think, okay, Gig Harbor is a small suburb of Tacoma. It's pretty safe and so forth. She had someone walk in the other day with a hoodie on and a mask on and a whole bit, walked in, loaded up their arm full of merchandise and walked right out the door. And no one, they're told not to say a thing. And I'm like, last wow. night, wow. Last mm-hmm. night I was getting ready to, uh, for my trip. Mm-hmm. And I was at Big Five in Kent. And there's a nice little Big Five kind of around the corner from my house. It's not mm-hmm. like one of the nice, it's not one of the big ones. It's one of them. It's like a mall sized one, right? In a little mm-hmm. strip mall. And I was in there looking for some new sandals and, you know, big fives usually got a pretty good deal on shoes and stuff like that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and two ethnic, uh, non, um, ethnicity that I am, uh, came in and they were shopping and they shopped and they picked out lots of different things. And then they just walked out and I'm thinking that's, that's my wife said, that's looting. And it's legal. And the, you know, the little uh, cashier lady called the cops and, you know, reported, you know, did what she needs to do. And I, we went over and talked to him. We said, is everything free today? (laughs) Right. I had a hundred bucks worth of stuff. I'm thinking, Hey, if it's all free. Um, But I have this other set of rules, right? Thou Mm -hmm. shalt not steal, you know? And so taking something that you didn't, doesn't belong to you, it's wrong. It's morally wrong. So we have this thing uh, in um, Matthew 24 and some other things. I talk about the end times. It talks about the man of lawlessness. And that's like, it's like where we're heading. There's no law. There's no, there is no right or wrong. Because you are of a certain ethnicity, um, you get, you know, you're not prosecuted, but they're not even pursued or anything. Now, mm-hmm. this, I think, Marty, is going to lead to violence because mm-hmm. – um, if you do that at my house, you will be shot. Mm-hmm. If you come into my house and start taking my stuff, you're going to some, you know, and so that's why they're trying to disarm us as well. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I heard an interesting story about, 
uh, a car dealer that I do business with up in Seattle and they're coming in and they're just taking brand new car. They break into the dealership, get the keys and take whatever car they want. And then they go out and they total the car brand new, you know, Ram pickup or something. Right. And then the tow trucks bring back the total car. And there you go. You got the total brand new car and, uh, and no one's prosecuted. Can't, can't prevent it. And I said, I said, can't you like have a club or something? And, and this person was telling me, she says, I got pictures. They, there's a person there that had special forces training and has all the medals from the, the military. Mm-hmm. The guy's like a, a, a weapon. He said he stopped someone from stealing a car and then, you know, put him on the sidewalk and called the cops. He, come and get him he's unconscious or whatever right and um the guy like wakes up and look around like what what hit me apparently he was trying to steal his car (laughs) so um you know that but they but they basically um she was taking pictures of a a guy that was stealing a car broad daylight middle of the day Mm -hmm. and she said you can call the cops they'll tell you since you're a dealership they can't do anything about it. So they did. And they said, that's true. We can't do anything about it. So this defund the police is coming to Spokane, Mm -hmm. but it's already here. And the the state now is overriding our local jurisdictions with this 1054 about no pursuit, no breaking down a door, no using dogs, no chokeholds, no, 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 no. You can't do anything. Right. And then even when they do finally make an arrest, the prosecutors don't prosecute. Right. And so, uh, so question but, to you. But wait a minute, I'm, wait a minute, Marty. I'm not, I'm one, okay. one more point. All right. You and I being the ethnicity that we are, we have the privilege of paying for all this through higher prices and through being honest. So, so don't let me hear you say you don't have privilege, brother, because you've got the privilege of paying the bill the privilege for all of paying this. for it, right? Yep. And, and, and we could not do the same thing. We would not do the same thing. And to your point, um, we had a guest before, and you've said this many times, where we get rid of the Ten Commandments. We need thousands and thousands of law to force people to act appropriately. Yeah, In but now case, they're turning into, yeah, now it's turning into nothing. I'm going there too. Give me a second here. So now you have literally rampant crime being promoted. We saw this in the streets of Seattle and Tacoma and Spokane, where you have the heroin needles, where you have the, the homeless, the industrial complex, where they're um, encouraged to kill themselves on our streets, and we can't do anything about it. You have public officials that are rewarding bad behavior, making our neighborhoods less safe, making it very dangerous in this state. And then they're putting more burdens on us and then make, and basically using uh, race and division and uh, fear to silence those that would say, this isn't right. And so my question to you is, there's always a purpose behind this. Yeah, beyond the slogans and the talking points of the political left, the, the radical socialists that are rapid in clothing, like, oh, we care about these. No, you don't. This is actually not caring. What is the goal here, brother? In, in your opinion, what's the goal for them to do this to make us less safe? To make it dangerous. So so this is actually uh, the same process that uh, Adolf Hitler used. Um, you you emasculated the police, you you encouraged the gang violence and you know the just the the the, the lawlessness, and then you come riding in on a white horse, we will bring law and order and it will and then 
And then the problem is, is that all the people that have been doing this, they now will become the law. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, what do they say? Nature abhors a vacuum. Well, um, society abhors a vacuum. Someone okay. will be running things. And the thing that made America great, the thing that made us a great nation and could possibly continue to make us a great nation is that we're in charge, that we run the thing, that people get to decide. We now, yeah. now we have huge questions about election integrity. We have huge questions about um you know, police can't do anything. Their hands are tied. Um, prosecutors won't prosecute. Um, anarchy is one of the ways they bring in uh, national socialism, communism. Revolutionary change. Yeah, exactly revolutionary right. change. When people are, when, when, when people taste anarchy, even for a little while, Marty, they will, they will accept totalitarianism as, because it's better right. than that. At least totalitarianism, you know what the rules are. So let me let me uh, speak to Cuba right now. For those that don't understand what's going on in Cuba, it now is the largest um, protest revolt in the, in the last sixty years. It, they've never had one this big, where so many people are saying we want outside, out underneath this tyranny, this communist regime, this uh, Castro-led regime, ever. And they're and then the Castro Castro-led, the socialist communist party is trying to clamp down and arrest and intimidate all these people. The history of Cuba, this was a democratically elected government that turned tyrannical. And how they did that was they they basically put people, right now, this is according to a recent interview, once again, Raul, who grew up there, every block, every street has someone that's identified as the Communist Party speaker, basically in that neighborhood. And they listen to what you say, what you brought into your home and their duty is to report it to the communist government. So if you say the wrong thing, if you say them against the, the current leadership, they will come and arrest you. They will tell them you can't say that. They will silence you. If your kids say something that your parents will be put in jail, that's ty- tyranny, but it didn't start that way. It started as a democratic election, but through the restrictions of people's freedoms, it turned into Cuba of today. So the, what I'm saying is we need to support them, but we, we can see the mirror of that happening here today. When they can tell you when we can go out, when we can come in, where our kids can go to school, that they have to wear a mask, that we can't access certain areas or certain times, that we can't have free speech in America because it, it somehow it's, uh, you know, it's divertive or whatever. Free speech is free speech. When you start controlling it through government and the big tech media silencing those, we are in Cuba. And so if you say it cannot happen here, it can. That's why so many people that have come from former Soviet countries, former communistic countries, like the Ukrainians and so forth and Chinese, they know it's coming. This is all that, like Doug said, it's incremental. Uh, our losses of freedom. It's not incremental and, anymore. No. And then now it's uh, like on a full front, but it's been coming for a while. Now we see that unless we fight back right now, our freedoms are gone. You know, and their government's getting stronger as we're getting weaker. We, the people, are still in control, but we have to exercise that control and remove those that, that want to bring harm to our nation. Well, one of the biggest barriers, I think you'll agree with me, to total government control is personal ownership of firearms. Mm-hmm. And uh, weren't you telling me that we just had a, a almost every sheriff in Washington State 
signed signed something that said they were going to protect. Tell me about that. Yep. Uh, Kerry Condotta, uh, Restore Washington, kind of was the lead person on this, former state rep over there in Wenatchee area. Um, 37 out of 39 counties, the sheriffs, which is constitutionally the the highest authority in the county from a constitutional standpoint, came which together. Which makes them the highest authority in the country, really. Exactly right. Um, so especially in times of um, martial law or uh, civil unrest, the sheriffs are in charge. It's not the civil elected government. It's the sheriffs by the Constitution. So they have uh, immense power when used properly. Um, 37 of them, the, the exceptions are King County Sheriff and Kitsap County Sheriff, but every other county's sheriff came together and signed a resolution. And I want to read part of it to you. Because it's is really Kittitas good then? What's that? Kittitas is good. They signed it. They're good, yes. Yeah. And so Spokane and so is, uh, Benton County. And I was so just thinking the K counties. Yes. Kootenai. Oh, wait, that's in Oregon. <laughs> but listen to this, uh, people. Prompted by the increasing public concern to safeguard constitutional rights, we, the elected sheriffs of Washington State, soundly reaffirm our sworn oaths to support, obey, and defend the Constitution of the United States of America and Washington. They go on to say, we humbly serve as chief uh, law enforcement officer for the 37 counties. And then we reassert our individual and collective duty to defend all of the constitutional rights of our citizens. Importantly, the Second Amendment of our divinely inspired Constitution clearly states the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. We hereby recognize a significant principle underlying the Second Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, is indispensable to the existence of a free people. Then you go on to say, as your elected sheriffs, we individually and collectively pledge to do everything within our power to steadfastly protect the Second Amendment and all the other individual rights guaranteed by the Constitution. They go on to say, we understand, this is powerful, but they're united and said, no matter what Inslee dictates, whatever the legislature does or whatever the federal government does, in their counties, they they will defend the Constitution and they won't enforce unconstitutional mandates, brother. This is big. You know, so forcing you to stay in your home, forcing you to wear a mask, um, taking away your Second Amendment rights when you come to a, an assembly, which they Force, had a, forcing you to get a vaccine, bro. Right. Yeah. These are all things that you are from a constitutional standpoint and they can't do. And so um, bravo to 37 uh, county sheriffs in the state of Washington. Thank you for coming together. And this is a first start. And now we have to see that I have to give them support to hold up to their promise, right? To stand is, firm. It, yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a, this, it's good news, right? I mean, this is good news. And, but the other side of the coin is, isn't there a push right now? I think they're, they're trying as in Pierce County. I know in King to take away our elected sheriff. Exactly. To appoint right. a I, sheriff by the council vote. This is very important for those. I know this is a Eastern and Central Washington, um, but Pierce County is an example of that where literally in five days, they're going to take a vote at the county council level, which is four to three Democrats. Um, the Pierce County executive is a Republican, but he's on record supporting this. They're going to take a vote to make the county sheriff, the county auditor, and the county assessor appointed positions. They're all held by Democrats now, and they're terming out. And what they want to do from a county council is take the majority power, a partisan political power, 
and make those other things appointed by them. So it's, it's, it's a taken away of your representation. So watch out for this in your county. Um, because if it happens in one county, in one jurisdiction in Washington state, this is what the left does. They move and then they do it rest of the state. Doug has a great story about SeaTac many years ago. That's how they got 15 now in this state. They spent about 5 million bucks to get 5,000 voters to adopt $15 minimum wage. Then immediately, once it was passed, Seattle, Tacoma, and other jurisdictions passed it without any kind of vote for the people. And so watch out for this. If Pierce County does it, next is Spokane and, and Clark County and so forth. So uh, get on the phones. Make sure that your county council does not appoint the sheriff. Not, not a Soton County, brother. Well, probably not a Soton, but you have to be on watch. We always have to be vigilant. <laughs> what about vigilant. what about? Okay, never mind. Or Ponderay or Whitman County or yeah, I know Walla Walla. Yep. The county they love so much they named it the same name twice. There we go. Um, Saline County, Douglas County. Yep. Douglas County. Now that's a personal favorite, but um, I'd still love Kittitas because it's just so much fun to say. I want to <laughs> go to Kittitas County. I'm going to write a song. Um, yeah, this is uh this is an interesting day. We've got the Delta variant and we've got this thing coming on. And so um I'm just putting a plug, streetchurchusa.com. You know, if nothing else, come to a street church because at least we're exercising our first amendment right to get out in public in a loud and annoying and wonderful way and just have fun and serve the Lord and and being right in public and declare stuff. You know, this last Sunday I got to get cussed out, yelled at, threatened. It was great. And that was in, <laughs> that was in Tacoma in a like very safe and nice area. And I'm like, and I'm like, the devil doesn't like this. No. And the devil doesn't like freedom of speech. It's like freedom of choice. And um, he needs not our friend. You know, so I, keep, I, I, keep, I keep keep reminding people, you know, the devil's the bad guy. He's the one that wants to hurt you. He keeps telling you, oh, this is going to be great. You know, drink the poison. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel great for like a minute and then you're going to die. <laughs> but he comes and kills, steal and destroy. You know, we we aren't the haters here. You know, um, this I, I listened to an interesting uh, thing the other day. It's like, you know, people are afraid to be called a racist, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to be called a racist. He's like get over it. You know, are you a racist? If not, tell them I am not a racist and then go back after them. Why are you saying that? Is it you're saying that because your argument is weak? Are you mm -hmm. saying that because you're trying to manipulate and control me? Why are you putting those labels on me? Is it because you don't have any, and I was like, oh man, this is powerful. You know, right. we've got to stop being afraid. It's time for courage. You and I have been preaching this for two years, for, brother. For two Over years two or better. Years. Yeah. So I tell a story sometimes. I have a, a guy I used to work with. In, in any kind of sales business, you got to pick up the phone and call people. And people don't like making calls. It, and especially in this culture now, they don't like confrontation. So they're the, the fear factor is high. And so they end up complying, which we're seeing nationally. But I remember this guy I used to work with that would call and call and call. He was a top sales producer and so forth. But he would get a call where someone would just light him up, just cuss him out, blah, 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 blah. He would get out the phone, hey, have a great day. He And he would just go, that was awesome. And get on the next call and make the next call. And that's where you have to be. You know, knowing the fight's coming, knowing that it, you have to overcome these obstacles, knowing that you're in the right uh, and you're going to have success the more calls you make. 
it's where we're at now. I mean, the street church, um, I was thinking about DeSantis, right? Right now, a lot of focus is on DeSantis. Whether Trump runs or not, which he probably will in 2024, DeSantis is number two. And he's doing a lot of things from a government level that flies in the face of the liberal left. You know, his state of 30 million, um, their cases are down. He operated, opened up. He never really shut down schools. He's not forcing mandate of mass mandates on anybody, and they hate him for it. He's speaking the truth, and he's winning, and they hate him for it. He's speaking the conservative values, and they hate him for it. You're going to be hated. The bottom line is when you go against the, the, the powers that want to control us or steal us or destroy us, as Doug was saying with the devil, they're going to hate us. Scripture is very clear that they will hate us because of our relationship with Christ. They will hate us as Christians we, as we walk closer with God. We're going to have obstacles. We're going to this. That's, and to my friend's point and to Doug's point, yeah, all right. Let's bring it up. We know we win. We know God wins. We know we're in alignment when the devil responds. And I, I love that there's an old analogy about the, the duck hunter, right? He shoots two ducks in the air. One duck dies and hits the ground. The other one's full flopping around. The question is, where does the duck hunter go first? The one flopping around is still alive, right? And so we know we get attention when we are doing something, when we're out there in the fight. And so what Doug and I have been talking about courage. It really is speaking up, getting engaged. This is very important. When we don't speak, we don't get engaged. We're complicit in what's happening to our kids and our family in this nation. So really encouraged to see uh, and Doug, I want to talk about this. You and I are both patriotic, and I, I'm, I'm kind of a crazy guy that just, I like to be wrapped in the American flag. But I love this nation and what God's done with it, the founding principles, and, and the good is done worldwide. Now, that said, when you see in Hong Kong where you have the, uh, they were saying freedom, and they were carrying American flags. When you see in Cuba now, when they're uh, protesting against the communist regime and the oppressive government, they're carrying American flags, brother. It's a symbol of hope. It's a symbol of freedom. It's a, a symbol of, of liberty. Now, and we know that we look up and we lift up the, the cross, right? That's our, our symbol of hope. It's just Christ Jesus. We have a relationship with him. That's what our founding forefathers knew. They came here to have a free relationship, to be able to worship freely. These gifts that we've codified in our Constitution says that our, our rights come from God. They're only given from God. They're unalienable, which means government can't give them and the government can't take them away. And so we as a people need to understand that and recognize that this nation needs to survive. It needs to revive. It needs to be, you know, obviously repent and come back to God. But we are that city on a hill, as Reagan said, because the flag still represents hope and liberty and joy for the entire world looking towards it. And so that's why we, you and I, especially me, get so upset when these athletes and others disrespect or destroy our flag because they're, they're spitting on the meaning behind, spitting on the hope for the world that they look to of freedom and liberty. What say you, Dougie? Nah, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I agree with you. It's, um, this is it. I remember uh, last year in March of 2020, and I, you know, I resisted the COVID-1984, I mean, COVID-19 um, lockdown. But I mean, it might as well be COVID-1984, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. a big brother's watching, right? 
and who has it and who hasn't had it and who this and that. And then the science is sketchy. And so DeSantis is getting all this pushback. You mentioned uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida because mm-hmm. he doesn't, he's not mandating masks for kids under 12. And he's mm-hmm. like, the science is sketchy. He's like, dude, there's no science that says it's going to do anything. And it's kind of like, you know, what, where we started the program with you. And, um, but it, 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 I asked the Lord, I said, cause everybody's like, oh, this is a dress rehearsal. This is a dress rehearsal. You remember that? Mm-hmm. They're going to, this is a dress rehearsal. Uh, a, and I said at the time, I believe I said on this program at the time, if you do a diversionary attack and it succeeds, you will press it, right? Like we didn't expect that attack to succeed, but since it does, let's go through the breach, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I took an oath, as did you, uh, as a candidate for Congress that said that we would swear to protect and defend the United States Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That means we have domestic enemies right now. They've opened our border. They're allowing a, a massive amount of, of people who are not Americans to come into America. They're flying them into the interior of the country. They're hiding them. They're importing them, smuggling them, trying to change demographics. These things are treason. They're treason. And yet the people that should be prosecuting treason are the very people that are doing the treason. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so again, it comes down to the individuals. It comes down to us. And so we have these courageous Washington state sheriffs who are saying we will fulfill our oath. We have other liars like AOC, like Jay Inslee, uh, others who lie and say they swore to protect and defend the constitution who violate the constitution. We have Bob Ferguson violating the constitution. Um, and then we have courageous guys like Tim Iman, who even though he's got all this stuff, he's still fighting. He's still right. going, he's still doing. And I'm telling you, if they can do this with the Iman, they're coming for you. And, and the thing is, is if, if you, if we would be like Cuba right now, okay, now I'm not, never in favor of being like Cuba, except today that if we would rise up and go out in the streets it's just like bugs life. You know, there's just way more of us ants than there are those grasshoppers and we can take them, but we've right. got to do it. And so why are they masking us, social distancing us, closing our bars, closing our churches? They don't want us talking to each other. They don't want right. us trusting each other. They want us to be, they've trying to divide. They'd want to white against black, Asian against Jew, uh, you know, all these different things, male against female, young against old. They want to divide us so that we won't talk about this. We won't work through this and we won't make a difference. And so listen to Doug and Marty. Listen to Doug and Marty. It's time to get together. Go back to church. You know, a lot of people not going back to church, brother. They got used to online. And then these churches, you guys need to shut down your online service. Mm -hmm. Make them, if they want to go to church, make them come in. (laughs) <laughs> this know? is one of those things we've talked about for years, brother. Even in small town of Gig Harbor, where I live, over on the west side of the mountains here, there are about 80 different churches. And like you said, most of them are empty now or a half online or whatever. They always talked about, what if we all shut the doors of the churches? We all met in the park together. We'd realize how many Christians there are in our small little town and how powerful we could be. And so even in our denominations, in our churches, we divide ourselves. We may have 100 to 200 to 1,000 in, in a church, but if all the Christians in this town came together, 
we are those ants, as you pointed out. We are much more so. We find that we have more in common, that we agree on the same things. We can actually move policies, change elections, um, express, as Tim always says, the, the kingdom of God, the power of the kingdom of God in our communities, in our families, and so forth. And so I think it's really, really important, and it's a great point, that they're trying to divide us. We've divided ourselves as well. We've got to come together as a community, come together as a body, come together in force saying we will not put up with this. In fact, we're going to demand that we we take responsibility for our own families, our own communities, our own churches, and we're going to make a difference. We're going to stand on what actually works, which is the principles of God. Uh, it's it, it's key. I know we're getting closer you to know, the end. Now nah, yeah. we got a lot of time. We got, we got 15 <laughs> minutes, brother. But we, you know, we... Street Church has been it's been life changing for me, and and because I've seen the blessing on it, and this last week, um, you know, did twice Saturday and Sunday, and um, and Saturday is like this: we feed the homeless. You know, you've been there, down and outers, uh, people that are really on the on the bottom, and yet they got smartphones, they got mm-hmm. they got EBT cards, they got they they're not they're not naked. They're not wretched. They're not cold. They're, they're doing fine actually. And because if they got them off the street, then they couldn't, you know, fund that problem, which goes to the people that run those, you know, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. the thing about government, uh, government charity, if I could use that word is it's, it's a dollar out for every $10 in. So the other 10, Mm -hmm. the other nine bucks goes to line pockets, right? Mm -hmm. Take care of friends and, and pay salaries and all that stuff. So very little actually happens, you know, compared with say a world vision where you have $9 out, $9 and 70 cents out and 30 cents to administrate, right? Because it's a private charity that they care about mm-hmm. what they're doing, feeding the, feeding the poor and whatnot. So, um, but the other place is Ruston Point, Point Ruston in Tacoma, which is up and out. It's million dollar condos and, you know, very, uh, um, you know, well-to-do people and a nice park and beautiful, you know, it's completely different. You know, these are two like extremes. And yet the point Russin is the one where they're telling me to F off and get out of here. And we don't want you here. <laughs> All this wow. stuff. And, yeah. and yet, but, but yet, you know, this last week, Marty, we must had 5,000 and I've been praying for that. I said, Lord, mm-hmm. you know, Peter, won 5,000. I want to win 5,001. I'm going to get in a competition. We need to get in competition with the the Bible people. You know, the other day I had a very distinct, clear uh, impression of the great cloud of witnesses around the earth, looking at the earth. Right. And, and it was kind of looked like to, in my, in my imagination or whatever, however I saw this, it looked like this rings of Saturn, right? And they're around the earth. There's a cloud of witness. And I wrote down in my journal that day, brother, let's show them something. They're looking at us. Right. They did it. They ran their race. They're gone. They can't do anything for us now. They're looking to see what we're going to do. And, you know, we talked about last week about these guys, 17, 18, 19 year old guys dying on the beach in Normandy, right? D-Day. They never got to have a family and they never got to have children or do anything. I heard about, did you ever hear about the Moravians, brother? Mm-hmm. The Moravians had a concern. These were German people. They didn't, even speak English, brother, a lot of them, they were German people and they had a mission heart and they wanted to help the African slaves on the sugar plantations. And the African slave owners said, no, we don't want you. Cause these average, average life on those sugar plantations was a year and a half. 
they went from the time they came over from Africa, they were dead in a year and a half. That was average. Wow. Maybe get two, maybe be dead in, in six months. Right. Mm -hmm. And the women, same thing. And they wanted to reach these people for, for Jesus. You know what they did, brother? What did these do, young brother? men sold themselves into slavery and became slaves and worked side by side with the African slaves so that they could get people to heaven. Wow. I mean, that wow. is commitment. And we're worried about taking an hour and going out to a street church meeting or going to a school board or running for office or doing di these different things that we talk about. It's getting to the place. So I want to come back around what I said, March last year, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is this a dress rehearsal or is this it? And I heard clearly the Lord said, this is it. This is the takedown of America. And what we saw with the election fraud later that year and these, these you know, we were going to three weeks to flatten the curve which became a year and a half, right? Mm -hmm. And still that emergency still going. Yep. is in is in place, right? And now we've got the Delta variant and they're the 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 mouthpiece for the Democratic Party, the news media is ramping up the thing about the Delta variant and they hate Tucker Carlson because right. he keeps talking about this stuff's not very good science, you know? Why are we masking up babies? You know, mm -hmm. they can't they're not at risk, they don't die. They have a, a virtual 100% they actually get stronger when they get COVID. They actually do better. All right. <laughs> so, right. Right. Because they're, um, they're petri dishes. They get a healthier immune system when they when they fight off these things. They allow your body to naturally respond. Yeah. So I've so been I, saying so this I, for a while. You're right on, yeah. brother. And yep. and taking that American flag, and not being ashamed of it, and don't being afraid of don't be afraid of the racist label, and don't be afraid yes. of their their threats, and and it'll be a sign to them. That's what the Bible says, that when you're not intimidated by them, it'll be a sign to them that they are going to lose. Amen. Amen. So I want to add one thing. I, I know I've been on here with my tinfoil hat on and telling people for a long time. <laughs> I got a tinfoil mask now. Yeah, there we go, right? That it's all connected, right? The uh, destruction of our education system through the yeah. critical race theory, the comprehensive sex education, the the um, fear mongering at the government level, shutting businesses down, picking and choosing winners and losers, um, to controlling the media, censoring our thoughts. It's all connected for a purpose. And then the recent story, that I'm not sure if you saw it, in 2018, they had this Pegasus, um, basically virus that would go into iPhones and could track information. Well, apparently it's things like that have made its rearing again. So the bottom line is, is every time we have our cell phones, our smartphones, we're being tracked. And uh, they're, they're saying that this next generation doesn't really care, but wherever we stop on a regular basis, they, they, they track that location wise, whatever we text, they track that as well. And it's through this thing it was developed by Israel, believe it or not, the Pegasus was, but they're utter spyware. So we don't even know if our national leaders at the, at the um, president level and cabinet level and across the world is safe. You know, the bottom line is you can't find it. So you have people that are selling this information about location, about what, what we're talking about. This, I, we mentioned Cuba. I'm saying this for a purpose. The technology, when we see these major technology platforms politically slanted all the way left, working hand in hand with your federal government to control our speech, our, uh, our freedoms, and so forth with uh, information that we're freely giving them it's a, it's a time to say, okay, enough. We need conservative platforms, free speech platforms that are protected. We need legislation in a way that actually works for the people. We need people that, like these sheriffs, that will defend the Constitution. When you realize that they're using this technology to silence and crush 
this nation, we need to say no. You know, it may be a boycott, it may be not using these apps, it may be finding ways to make sure that we have a clear and and um, spy-proof inf- uh, way to communicate. Uh, I know people are working on it, but we got it, brother. I'm just, it's well, uh, and you know, this is this is one of the reasons why this Trump lawsuit is so uh, important. It, you know, and anybody can get in that. This is a class action lawsuit. Okay, now you, normally I'm not a big fan of class action lawsuits. But in this case, I'm actually a fan because it gives the the, the lawsuit because nobody in a class action lawsuit, none of the class really prospers, but it can severely damage the defendant mm-hmm. in this case, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, Google. So um, and so I'm for that. And um, but the, the, this is one of the things that's bothering me because it kind of ties in with what we talked about earlier about the looting and stuff going on here in Kent and Gig Harbor and stuff like that, where these are not being prosecuted, mm-hmm. that they have built in and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson built in. You can't sue them, even though that vaccine might kill you in New Jersey alone. There's 50 guarantee, there's 50 deaths. You know, back in back in the day, they had a SARS virus that like three people died and they shut the government, shut it down too dangerous. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. People are dying, you know, but now we got 50 people dead in one state. So we, so hundreds, maybe thousands of people dying from this vaccine, no legal recourse. Okay. Now the legal recourse could come in, in the mandate, right? My mm-hmm. boss said I had to do it. And, and, you know, my husband died or whatever. Now I can go after you because you mandated that he, because he would didn't want to. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course they make you sign all this stuff, but, um, this this uh, immunity that Facebook has, Twitter has, you know that that's a that's that's an archaic thing from 1990, right? That's mm-hmm. from 1995 or something. That's 25 years old. Section 230. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that stuff is doesn't apply. These guys are monopolies now, and um and they you know, uh, I was thinking about you know Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, William McKinley was you know was the guy that was going to protect Rockefeller, and he was the he was the big you know the big tech people at the time, the, the big barons in the 1800s, 19, early 1900s. And, and, uh, but uh, Rockefeller, or I mean, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was a vice president. McKinley dies. <laughs> Roosevelt becomes president. And what's he do? Immediately goes after them. And then we get this big antitrust suits and all this stuff. And he breaks right. up these, you know, the big, right. you know, standard oil and all that. So um, it can happen, you right. know, and God can bring it in, but we've got to be praying and even, you know, and I'm a big fan of prayer, brother, you know that, yep. but we've got to be obeying and we've got to get brave and we've got to get strong and we've got to say no. And, you know, people that just wear the mask to get, because they want to be nice and they want to be, you know, take it off. Right. If, if it doesn't work, why are you wearing it? Why, you know, I had a pastor years ago, everybody wants you to pet their gargoyle. Stop right. petting people's <laughs> gargoyles. Hey, Doug, I have a quick, quick question for you. We know we always talk about the left, the political left. Uh, if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have any standards at all. It's, it's the, we joke, but it's true. So there's two things. One is you have the Biden administration and the political Democrats across every state, open borders, the 2 million people across the border this year. That's it, We have to do that. At the same time, they come out publicly and say, no Cubans will be a turn, allowed. If you make it here, you'll be turned back. That is a double standard if you ever ask for, ask me. And two, we have the Olympics to start this week, and we have Megan Rapino and the soccer team that have kneeled at the flag. They're representing our nation. 
and in games where they've been and they paid immediately lost. They've lot, been they won forty four in a row and they lost that game, brother. <laughs> exactly right against the fifth team, which is much less. And they were the best yeah. team in the world and lost. Yeah. But double standards, right? We're going to re- yeah. represent the nation and then bash the nation. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about the Olympics on next week's show because we'll have a whole week worth of you know Olympic results, right? Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the Olympics. I will watch, even though they're not allowing any spectators. I'm going to peeping Tom. Uh, and watch the Olympics. I'm a fan of swimming. I never watch swimming, but every four years, I will watch swimming, brother. Yes. I love our nation. I love our sports. I love being competitive. So looking forward to myself. So, Well, thank you so much for watching today, uh, listening today, I should say, to Doug and Marty versus the world. Don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com and communicate with us. And you can tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Doug and Marty versus the world, and she'll do it. We love you. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. God bless and God bless America.